Welcome to Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Seibert and the Antioch Movement. Whether this is your first time with us or you've been with us for a while now, our desire is that by the end of our time together, you can say that you've fallen more in love with Jesus and have a greater passion for Him and His purposes in the earth. Thanks so much for joining us. We hope that you enjoy today's episode. You've been going around to, across the movement and doing stuff here locally and doing stuff uh, not just with our movement, but also outside the movement, helping serve in, in different areas. Why don't you mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about what you're excited about locally, globally across the movement and, and with these different places that you're, you're, you're dropping in on and getting to serve with. Why don't you just sure. encourage yeah. testimony? Sure. Well, you know, um, testimony is what keeps our hearts alive, right? Yeah. It's what keeps faith alive. That's why... Um, in Revelation it says, we overcome by the blood of the Lamb, the word of our testimony, mm-hmm. and we love not our lives unto death. Yeah. Even if you're surrendering your life on a daily basis, and you believe, obviously, in the blood of Jesus and the power of it, it's the testimony, it's yeah. the, the, the now of God that keeps your heart renewed, your mind renewed. I said one of the reasons that I share the gospel consistently is so that I can see the power of the gospel. Amen. Right? When I when I share the gospel and I see the impact it has on people, I'm like, wow. Uh, it just never ceases to amaze me and it keeps my heart alive. Um, but yeah, here, here was a great story I just even heard this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, we just had three days of revival meetings out at Baylor's campus. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, so encouraging to see hundreds of students out there yeah. seeking God. They had 72 hours of prayer going on, all that great stuff. But it's always the little pockets of fire that happen yes. outside of it. So many stories of people coming to the Lord, being delivered of stuff and all that. But this one deal was uh, one of our guys met this guy on campus uh, who had, was kind of not really walking wholeheartedly for the Lord, but mm. w- but wanted to. He had played football at Baylor and was kind of just working it through. And so uh, one of our guys said, hey, just come on over to the house and let's talk about it. And as they talk about what God's doing, he's asking the guy, hey, what's God saying to you? And the guy just begins to confess sin. Hmm. So, of course, what a great opportunity. So they're there on the front porch, the guy's confessing sin, pouring his heart out, and and then he comes back around. So what do you think the Holy Spirit's saying now? And he just starts confessing more sin. <laughs> um, so, um, so then they finally kind of get through that part of the journey, and it's really powerful. And then he says, what do you feel like the Holy Spirit's saying to you now? And he said, that I'm real, that God's real. And somewhere in the middle of that interaction, they pray for the Holy Spirit to come on this guy, and he starts praying in tongues. Wow. I mean, and and it just, he he didn't even believe in it, or wasn't sure it was real, (laughs) until the opening of his heart created the opening of his mouth. Yes, that's good. That is, and so... They, because it was so loud and it was the front porch in a neighborhood, <laughs> they said they just took him back into one of their, the, one of their rooms and just said, we're just going to put on worship music. He said, he, my buddy said he kept going back and checking on this guy. Guy just curled up in a ball, just, just literally screaming out the praises of God in a tongue that he didn't have. Wow. And, uh, and then he's just going around telling people this encounter with God that wow. he had, that kind of a before and after thing. Wow. And um, I think that's one of the things that I, that everywhere I go, I've been uh, speaking a little bit about kind of these keys to revival, right? Mm-hmm. Seeing God for who He is, being a people of prayer, 
But confession and repentance yeah. and obedience, these are like the key terms. Yeah. And um, I was in, um, uh, in Phoenix and uh, we had an evening uh, with young adults and college students yeah. and I kind of shared those principles and um, got the ministry time going. Man, people are just confessing, praying with each other, getting their lives right and all that good stuff. And um, because I was speaking the next morning, I slipped out, but I found out it went a couple hours longer. Mm. And, um, and I said, well, what happened? Well, people started you know, publicly confessing sin, and somebody came up and said, hey, I feel burdened by the Lord that I have not obeyed him in water baptism. Mm. Uh, I, uh, it says, repent, be baptized. Uh, and I haven't been baptized. Mm-hmm. And they have a baptistry right there in their stage area. So they just pulled it back, and they baptized the guy. Well, 18 people got baptized wow. that night in obedience to Jesus, wow. right? But what was the can opener? The exaltation of Jesus, the confession of our sin, mm. and the openness to the Holy Spirit then reveals actions that need to take yes. place. So uh, that was awesome. And then um, shared the same principles down in College Station, and, and God was already doing great stuff yeah. there. Um, but they end up having an all-day deal in one of their training deals for their, their spring break trip where hundreds of students, once again, confessing sin, wow. publicly being open and honest with God, with each wow. other, and people being filled with the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit being made manifest. And, and, and what happens in all that, what I, what I love about the people that I run into and our people is that then they always do it, move that to action, right? Yes. They go and tell two or three yes. others. They share the gospel at the restaurant. They, they, uh, it's that, that uh, Acts 4 deal where it says the whole place was shaken. They were filled with the Holy Spirit and went and preached the gospel boldly. Yes. The, you know, um, that's, those are, are kind of the full cycle of the move of God. God moves in my heart. Mm. Then he moves in my mouth of declaration and proclamation, the deliverance of my soul. But then I go and tell others, yeah. and it becomes spontaneous combustion, right? It, yes. just, it just begins to ignite a move of God. Because remember, revival is the awakening of the church, but it's also the awakening of the masses, yes. right? It is, is for, the, for those who are in darkness to see a great yeah. light. And it, I like how that scripture says, to see a great light, mm. right? And they see it in me. Yeah. Uh, yes. When I'm alive, people know it. Yeah. Right? And when you're alive, people know it. I'm also encouraged by, I was just going to say locally, I personally am encouraged by prayer. We yes, talked about prayer. Absolutely. I, part of it's my job, but we're, we're at about 70 hours of prayer a week. Wow. Which is crazy. Oh, beautiful. I mean, and, it's amazing. And, and, and what I would say is, it's 70 hours of, of what hungry prayer. I mean, like, yes. this isn't like everybody needs to sign up, we're going to no, persevere through this season. Yeah. No, and, and, and these prayer meetings uh, rarely stay contained to the hour that they are yes. designated, right? Because people are hungry and they're seeking yeah. God. And what that means is, because there's a fresh prayer movement goes yeah. on, what what it means is we're on the brink of a fresh evangelism movement, we're on the brink of a fresh nations movement, yes. we're on the brink of uh, um, a deal in our city yes. that's affecting other churches. Yeah. And man, it's just, it's just so encouraging. So. So we've got locally, we've got uh, nationally, um, uh, incredible things going on. And again, I know that there's so many testimonies and stories yeah. in all the local churches that yeah. we're a part of. But I do want to also say I've had the privilege of being involved a little bit in the body of Christ mm-hmm. and speaking at some different events. And I was at the, the Jesus Film Project. Yeah. And 
I mean, this story just moved you to tears. <laughs> it's but crazy. I was at the Jesus film, and um, um, I was kind of the morning Bible teacher, but I had the privilege all day of sitting and listening to mm-hmm. stories from around the world and ways that Jesus film's impacting people. And let me just encourage you, if you haven't already done it, download the Jesus Film yes. app right now, and it has 145 languages on there. So you meet somebody, a Muslim, a Hindu, anybody from any foreign country, uh, different or different language group, you just yeah. tell them, watch this. They can yeah. watch one story, uh, it's broken down to 66 uh, stories, or they can, they can, they can um, uh, take the, watch the whole movie in mm-hmm. their heart language. Anyway, there you go. A little free That's advertisement awesome. there. Yeah. But the um, but in this particular story, this guy from uh, India was saying, in his village, in, in a village in northern India, mm-hmm. that they had been praying for, seeking God for, one of the hardest places in the world to the gospel. They um, talked about they uh, that in their village, it was in a mountainous area, mm-hmm. and there was a wooded mountainous area around the village. So, like, mm-hmm. let's say the village is in the valley, and you see the woods and the mountains. And they said for two years, they kept seeing a man appear in the mountains. They would see a sighting of the man, and he would lift his hand as if he was praying or, or you know, just uh, sending a blessing. And this is a, a very strong uh, Hindu group of people. And they, they would see him, and they and and um, uh, they would say, "Did you see the man? Did you see the man?" Mm. It would just be every once in a while it would show up. Well, a team showed up with the Jesus film, uh, kind of two years into these sightings of a man. Wow! And when they put on the projector the Jesus film that was made in 1979. The people begin to scream out, it's the man! No. It's the man! It's the man! Jesus had manifested himself in the same way that he is portrayed in the film. So that when the people would show up with the Jesus film, they would know that it's the man Mm. they've been seeing among their people. Well, the whole village came to the Lord. Of course! And now they're spreading it to other villages and saying the man is alive, the man is alive mm. through the Jesus film. Wow. Isn't that, isn't that awesome? So I love whenever, that story. whenever we're sitting around thinking, man, you know, I'm feeling a little low. I wonder if God's really moving, <laughs> if God really cares. Yeah. Uh, obviously, read the scriptures, the testimony of Jesus. But we need to encourage one another yeah. that the man is yes. alive yes. and the man is at work. And whenever we um, like hear stories, let it catapult us yes. to our own actions. Yes. Like today, I'm, I'm about to go to lunch here in just a few yeah. minutes, and I'm, I'm thinking, what can I impart of Jesus yes. to the person across the counter or the person I'm meeting with? How can we move people to Jesus? Because it's what stirs the heart like nothing else. And Jesus has already gone before us. There is nobody that Jesus is not trying to yeah. woo. And as he's wooing them, if we'll be the vessels, then we, uh, we can believe that yeah. he wants to impact their lives in a powerful way. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Seibert and the Antioch Movement. For more information, please visit jimmycybert.com and antioch.org. We'll see you next time.